brother gon' rise with the sun. Step two, get some good, some food in you. Step three, think real hard about what you wanna be. Step four, fuck everybody, just do your thing. Wake up, today's gonna be a good day. Wake up. And good morning. Welcome to Stonebird Stories, Episode 5. Today, I have the pleasure of having two great uh, pedagogues with me. On my left is Assistant Principal, sometimes Acting Principal, uh, <laughs> Calvin Adams. <laughs> and on my right, we have Carolyn Cresson, Special Education Department Chair. That's me. <laughs> Happy Monday, guys. Happy Monday. <laughs> Um, so we're here today just to kind of to, uh, reflect and share the stories of Miss Crescent, who unfortunately is leaving us today for once again uh, other things. I'll put that. <laughs> um, and so we want to start hearing the good juicy gossip, and we're advised very before she leaves, right? Right. That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my first thing I want to talk about, Caroline, is is Caroline. <clears throat> obviously, you were here before I was here. I was. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you ended up at Stonebridge. So I guess when I first graduated college, I started teaching in Catholic school purely because I didn't need a teaching license and it was easier to do that. So, um, I got, I kind of worked my way through school and getting my teaching license while I was there. And then my program at Marymount would not let me student teach at my current high school because we were not at K through 12. So I had to leave my current teaching job to student teach, and I had just moved out to Loudoun County. And so I was like, I'll student teach in Loudoun County and hope for the best when it came to applying for jobs in January. And there was an opening for a special education job at Stonebridge, funny enough for history. Did not get that one, but when I came in- Probably for the best. Yeah, I know. My <laughs> husband laughed at that one. So when I came in and, and to what I thought was a conversation, turns out it was an interview. They said, oh, I see you have chemistry in your background. I said, yeah. They go, would you like to sub, like long-term sub in, in special ed for chem? And I was like, well, does it pay me money? And they said, yes. And I said, that would be great. Totally would love to be considered for that. So kind of a happy accident, came in for a cross-cat history job, but ended up being a long-term sub for someone who left at the end of the year and found my place and sped in science. Very cool. So now I'm gonna ask you. Oh no. <laughs> so we're ending year four here. Mm -hmm. For three years, we worked together and as the special education chair. Mm -hmm. So that was a that was a rough summer, I'm assuming, Oof. when when, <laughs> when you found out that not only were you getting a new principal, but you were also getting three new assistant principals. Um, <laughs> and then I remember this, I don't know if you remember this. Um, and then I told you, I said that, I said that I wanted to be in charge of special education. And I don't know if you remember that conversation, but you gave me a look. I did. I thought you were crazy. <laughs> so I, I did. And I said, no, I'm serious. And I just, I'm curious what some of those first thoughts were of me and, and how you're like, who is this guy? And how did I end up with this? So I think it was both like a blessing and a curse almost because... <laughs> Like you gave me and Miss Nielsen like total autonomy, which was really nice because you knew that you were learning from us and we were learning from you and that we were the experts, which was really nice because my personality is, you know, just a touch type A. So I could run I've with things. Never experienced that. Never? No. Never. <laughs> so I could run with things. And then whenever I had kind of like 
an admin mm-hmm. question or admin perception that I truly didn't know I would touch base yeah. with you or gen ed because I did do gen ed, but it was mm-hmm. in a very different world. Um, so that was kind of nice. And then I think it was also really nice because you have this collaborative part of you that you want to soak in as much information as you can so that you make informed decisions and have informed commentary, which was really nice because we could have those when, even when we didn't always agree, <laughs> we could have that kind of mutual debate of, well, here's my perspective as an admin, a former department chair and um, general education teacher. And I went, okay, great. And then I could give my input and it, we usually met in the middle, not always, but usually. Yeah, it was fun. It was a wild ride that first <laughs> it, year. It was a crazy town ride. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to, I know this is conversations and stories with teachers, but I'm going to kind of more focus on that, that departmental, that leadership aspect, because sure. you, you, I think, are unique in the, probably the per- people that we're talking to in this, pod, in this podcast that mm-hmm. is a little bit different. Um, what do you think are some of the biggest things or transitions you had from going from a teacher in the classroom mm-hmm to not only being a colleague, but a leader of your colleagues? So I think kind of the harder part of the transition was I came from, like we used to have Shana Mackey, who was an amazing department head, who was very, very good at what she did. And and I used to joke when I grew up, I wanted to be Shana Mackey. And then um, Shelby Wren, who was also very good too. So it was kind of coming in and having to fill those new shoes, or those big shoes of very, well-respected, in my opinion, people, and people liked how they ran the department. And knowing that you go in and observe your first year and then you flip tables your second, which I never truly did. Um, But I think that was a big transition for me is to make, not rock the boat in unintentional ways, just because I could. Not that I would do that, but I thought about it every once in a while. Um, <laughs> flipping tables is necessary, and I do I do think that I, I I'm proud of the fact that we flipped some tables. We did. It was it was nice because you can only grow when you change things, and I think we do a lot of things well here. But I don't think we're ever perfect, and no one is ever perfect. And you want to strive to be the best that you can be. And sometimes you flip a few tables, and sometimes you don't. So, I think that was the biggest thing. And I always used to like having kind of my own like little safe space in my classroom and now I knew that my kind of judgments and things that I did were not limited to my four walls in my little space but that actually made a bigger impact so I was a little more mindful of what I was doing how I was speaking all that kind of stuff so I am a little rough around the edges sometimes that's fun it It makes it more fun mm, mm -hmm. you always used to enjoy Ooh, Caroline's hot today. <laughs> so. I knew when to avoid and when to not avoid. Hmm. Sometimes I set you off, which was fun too. I know, and then you'd walk away. <laughs> um, so, what do you what do you think the one piece of advice, or what was maybe the best piece of advice that was given to you when you started teaching? And you kind of came from a non-traditional way. So what, maybe that, maybe that, that's the way. Like what, what is something that you, or maybe it wasn't even advice given to you, but yeah, let's stick with something that gave you a piece sure. of advice. 
Um, when it comes to advice in terms of what shaped me as a teacher, I think both to my coaching background and to some of the most influential teachers that I had. So I'm not a history person. I married a history person. Mm, dates, great, wonderful. But my favorite teacher in the world was wait, my... Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to interrupt that real no. quick. No. <laughs> yes. History is not about dates. I understand History is that. about themes. Sure. Okay. Just themes, people, that. places, wonderful. That's mm -hmm. fine. Okay, good. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so my freshman year history teacher, believe it or not, um, he still has the most meaningful impact on me in terms of what I want to do as a teacher and how I want to be as a teacher because he knew I hated history. I had to take the class. It was a graduated graduation requirement, but he saw like the aspects and all the students in his class and how to kind of make that family within a unit. And I think that is imperative when you're as a teacher, you want to establish really good relationships with your kids and in a way that is not um, like in a way that's both conducive to them growing, but also for you growing. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to, you're, you have to remember that you do have specific roles and there is a power dynamic and all that thing. But if you can find kind of that sweet spot of how do I learn as much from you as you do from me, that is what you want to emulate, at least in my opinion. And then from coaching, it's you have every skill set of the world in one lane in a pool. How do you make it work? Mm -hmm. And how do you make it work where the kids want to come back every day, not be like, oh my gosh, I have to wake up for practice and I don't want to go. So I think both of those kind of um, realms of my life mm -hmm. have definitely influenced. And when I figured out I wasn't gonna be a CSI scientist because I wasn't that great at chemistry, I had to figure out something to make money. And I liked working with kids, I liked coaching. I was like, why not teaching? It'll be great. So it worked out pretty well, I think, so 12 that, years in. So that actually brings up, since you mentioned coaching and I forgot, this was prior to mm -hmm. that. This was what I call BC before Calvin. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, so BC, you were a coach here at Stonebridge, no? Mm -mm. I thought you coached here at one point. No. I didn't coach here. Right. I did okay. SCA though. That okay? Maybe I was thinking about SCA. Yeah. What I was leading into. Sorry. <laughs> we can wipe that in the edits. No okay. Um, <laughs> what I was gonna say is talk about that that balance then. Oh. Um, what that what that what that takes because mm -hmm. I think that sometimes people don't going into education don't really know what that balance is, but it's also very important to have people like you, I know you, you, you and SCA, mm -hmm. um, and working with Mrs. Ossel and SCA. Um, talk about what, what, what that balance means to you, and kind of, I'm sure it's changed since <laughs> when you started doing SCA, yes. and then now department chair, yeah. mom of two, Ugh, my of two, two wonderful SU first, then little monsters. Yes, oh no, they are monsters, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, no, they are. I mean, in the best of ways, but I have an evil genius on my hand. So um, I think balance as you grow up and you grow into yourself is something that changes. As you said, it's very dynamic. When I was just married to my husband and came here and had no real care if I stayed till 8 or 12 at night with SCA, it was kind of like, Michael, you're on your own. You can cook dinner and you'll be fine. And then um, but also knowing your limits. Like I do have to say like burnout is a real thing and having that work-life balance is very hard to establish, especially when you want to make everything as perfect as you can, which is one of my wonderful character traits. And then complementing it with someone like Miss Ossel who is very like-minded. Um, 
it gets hard and and it's in those moments and I do have to say Mr. Flynn has said this term to me a few times this year it's those defining moments of something has to break and then when it does you kind of reevaluate step back and and start again and I think having my kids definitely was one of those things like Cam was he used to run this office as I used to joke and I remember (laughs) yes I finally had to bribe him with like yes. toys in order for him to even talk to me or give me a high five. I know he really liked Mr. Mr. Gal Mr. Galloway. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He loved him. Well I know. Aware. Not bitter about it at all. I know. Well, he's a little finicky. Um, but he used to like. I he would get dropped off. He would run up in the office, and and we have like a future bulldog shirt for him that Tim gave him. That was horribly too big at the time but because he poured water all over himself and he needed a shirt so um and then it was just it's it's neat to have that sense of balance is dynamic in the sense of like at least here you have that community at least I felt that family family community like you can't always bring your toddler into a building and have them roam the hallways unsupervised ish um the, the confined front office hallways. Let's, that is true. That is not confuse our listeners that we have a toddler running around no. 1800s. <laughs> no, that is not true. <laughs> Though all the kids, when they saw him in the hallway, right. they were like, ooh, little kid. I'm right. like, oh, yeah, no, I'm right here. Um, so it, it was nice that you had that, like, if you needed to stress that balance of, hey, I need my son to be dropped off. And and everyone was, was very kind and... and and willing to help with that balance. Um, and then you have a second one and the whole game changes and you actually have to like go home at reasonable hours and not bring everything that you can home. And I think the pandemic was the hardest because we'd put the kids to bed and then I would do a couple hours of work and it was quite a bit, but you find it as you grow and, and your priorities change. Me as a single, or not single, but me as a married person with no kids was a lot different than me as a mom with two kids so so I was going to go somewhere else when you you mentioned coaching whatever and then got me off track so (laughs) I was actually thinking about this because yesterday I attended a retirement party which you know about Mm -hmm. Um, and I was thinking like people were telling stories and mm-hmm. and you know da 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 and i still sometimes tell stories about the other place that i worked at mm. and and i still think about like like some of the things that i'll never forget mm. so so mm-hmm. what is going to be when we have your retirement party <laughs> oh gosh and you're you're very young so in 35 40 years <laughs> when we have your retirement party what's that one story that someone's going to bring up about stonebridge that's appropriate for a podcast mm-hmm. um <laughs> I can bleep things out. If it... <laughs> no, I won't go that crazy. <laughs> Let me think. Um, a positive story. Yeah. All right. It all kind of blends. I have different pockets that I can think of. So, like, before I was department chair, I know, like, in the workroom for science, mm-hmm. like, the when we had, like, all of science in the same lunch, it was just a madhouse. And it was so much fun because you had, like, biosat over there, physics and chem kind of, like, intermingled, and then earth science was, was over at the end. And then you would just have, like, you'd, like, hear Tom and Ben go off on some tangent and rant, and then you'd only hear pieces of it, but then you'd hear some from bio and that, like, mix and meld of, like, almost, like, family at like Thanksgiving 
like that was that I I think I will always take away from here specifically because at my previous school we had like one staff lunchroom so it was you were mingling a little bit more but you kept in your own pockets and it wasn't the same kind of like you have like your crazy uncles from earth science and then your like conservative grandmas from bio and like whatever it would be and then you have the crazies in the middle of chemistry and physics and I think that kind of authentic family dynamic is something that I will always speak about from here. Mm-hmm. Um, moving into um, kind of when I became department head, I remember me and Casey had a really tough day. It was long meetings, lots of intense conversations and things like that. And both me and her just kind of just sat on the floor in the office and went, wow, I'm really glad at least I have you. Like, And I think you came in too and you're like, what are you two doing? And we're like, we're just decompressing, like we're okay. Um, that kind of sense of safety. I think I will always like professional safety and, and obviously the other bigger words of safety. Like I think that I'll take away from, I'll take away from here is that I knew I could take chances. I knew if I failed, it was fine. As long as I had like reasons of why I was doing the things that I was doing and that they were positive or at least an intention positive to do. Um, I think those are kind of my stories in terms of like funny little crazy stories. I would have to say, like, Cam walking through this um, office and just kind of, like, wreaking havoc on Chanice's deck and stealing the water bottle and just kind of, like, running around. And then the next morning, Janice would be like, Cam was here, wasn't he? I was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I tried to put everything back. And she goes, it's fine. Like, just that kind of, like, yeah, sorry, my toddler was, was doing what he was doing. So I think those are, like, the big things that stick out in my mind. So not specific stories, but more feelings. Well, that's fine. Well, that feelings are important. I'm not a touchy-feely person. <laughs> it comes out sometimes. Though. Just sometimes. Um, all right. So, so moving on. Mm-hmm. What what piece of advice? And I want this from the leadership perspective. Mm-hmm. What, what's your piece of parting advice for the new SPED department chair? Learn as much as you can, as fast as you can. Um. And that you're going to make mistakes and it's fine, I think would be the the caveat to that whole thing because you only know what you know until you don't know what you know. And then there's going to be a lot of people who are throwing things at you. Step back, absorb, make your decisions and whatever you think is right. And then if they're not great, you reevaluate and move on to the move, try it again. Like I think that was my biggest thing is I had an exponential growth of programs and related services and just kind of the upper workings of SPED and how that all influenced what we did on the school level that I had very little appreciation for because I never knew it happened. And then you get, and then once you you get it and you kind of see one version of it, it all changes because that's how education works. And then (laughs) it's always fun. Like you're always learning and it's that you're never going to know everything, but if you know enough, you can do it. I think that I, I think the biggest thing is, and you are, just because of the, of the department that you oversee, you are definitely a quasi-administrator more so than some other department chairs. Um, one of the biggest things that I, people people are like, well, you know, well, what do you do all day? <laughs> or, or, or what's your day like? Mm-hmm. And I, I often say the best part about my day is I go into work with a plan 
Mm. And then I leave at the end of the day hoping I got one thing mm-hmm. checked off my box. So I don't know if you want to, if you can talk about that. Oh, I want gosh. to elaborate on that because I think that that's something that you experience more than any other department chair or teacher in the building. That is very true. As I call it, the power of the walkie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, your name is probably called over the walkie. Well, besides this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> inside jokes, people. Uh, more than most people. <clears throat> yes. So I, I would absolutely agree with that. You go into the day with a plan. I used to say I have my anchor points. So whenever I was scheduled into a class, like mm-hmm. I would warn people, okay, I'm in class. Like You don't call me. Yeah, that didn't always work. I didn't listen to that, though. No, not always. No, not mostly, yeah. And I had the benefit of having team teachers, so I could always kind of step out if needed. But it was, it's the, okay, I'm going to be a teacher for, like, at least, like, 60 minutes today. And usually that was fine. Like, that worked out and whatever. But it it definitely, I think the, the, the frightening thing and the good thing about doing what I do is... You never know what the day is going to bring because you never know what's going to happen, whether it's something that a student needs you or a teacher needs you or an administrator needs you for whatever the reason may be. It's it's always different and it's mostly interesting. Um, sometimes it's frustrating, but, you know, that's life. Um, but I, I did like my anchor points. Like I knew no matter how crazy the morning was, I would get at least 45 minutes in a chem class and I could get back to like what I needed. And then. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> I like that. Crazy. I like that. I'd never heard that term before, but anchor points is a good. Oh, thanks. Is a good. Is a good part. All right. Um, we've already got one final question. Ooh. What's the Caroline Crescent legacy at Stonebridge? Oh Jesus. And I've got. I've got. Yeah, I'm gonna let you talk. Then I've got a serious answer and a funny answer. Nice. Um, I guess I'm hoping what my serious answer is, or the legacy is, is that I always had an open door that no matter what the problem was, no matter how big or how small or insignificant, that people always felt welcome and wanting to come into 307 or L509 when we were downstairs and have that conversation or that sounding board that um, I hope I provided. And part of my wanting to grow and learn everything that I could as fast as I could was to have those kind of conversation with a sense of authenticity that I wasn't just spinning from nothing. Um, so I hope that's my legacy is of always being open and supportive and kind of a person who could help in whatever capacities I could. The people who know that I swear like a sailor, it was probably the like, which version of Caroline am I going to get today? Cause it, sometimes it was a little more, Salary than other times, so it was, I know Casey would be like, "What version are we today?" And I was like, "I'm gonna be good today. I'm gonna try not to swear like a sailor today." And then she would laugh when that would fail, like 30 <laughs> minutes into the day. So that's my heartfelt and um, kind of funnier answer. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say data sheets. Oh, data sheets. Day, oh, the day, data, data sheets. Not sheets, data, data, Sorry. data forms. Day-to-day. I love day-to-day. Everyone hates day-to-day, but I know. day-to-day. I used, I used to have to send that email out. Well, yeah. after you reminded me like four times. I did. In mm-hmm. the day, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's my <laughs> fun. And I actually was, you're, you actually hit what I was going to say. It is your, your openness and you're willing to listen and to listen when you when you know it's crazy mm-hmm. and still listen mm-hmm. and be professional about it and, and giving 
that person time and, and you have always been a sounding board to me mm-hmm. and that's something that I've appreciated as someone who didn't have a SPED background but was very passionate about SPED mm-hmm. um, and the relationships I built as a teacher with, with some of those students um, but you've always provided honest feedback oh. even when it's not necessarily what what I always wanted to hear which I think is very important is not being afraid to to be yourself, your authentic self, and you know what you know to be true, and oftentimes you are right about that. Most of the time, you are right about that, um, and I think that that's really a really important skill, especially when you're trying to build a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have been a great team player, and you have been awesome in our own little sped world, but within the the greater Stonebridge team and family. Um, so I think that that if if the if people can emulate that, we were talking about emulating earlier, mm-hmm. is that, that ability to listen, to be thoughtful, but to also to be honest when you are ta- having conversations and not just trying to please whoever wants to hear it. Right, and that's hard. Like, it all, it truthfully, it's like, very hard. There's been moments where you have the version in your head one right. way and then you go, no, 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 can't say it like that, mm-mm. Um, but not pleasing people is really right. hard too, especially so, what we do. Like, well, I mean, yeah, we. It's it's hard to be that to, to be the person that says no, mm-hmm. or the person that says you did this wrong, or the person that says you've got to be kidding me. You've missed this deadline to have this IEP written to me to read it, or when mm-hmm. then you read it, you're like, what the heck? We all have those moments. Mm-hmm. But then there are also those great moments when you you bond with someone because. Yeah of a conversation you had that then they had that conversation with someone else right. or when you coach them to talk to a parent or a student and it mm-hmm. turns out well. Um, and those are the things that we don't celebrate. We, we tend to, I think, focus on the negative, which is, I think, just sometimes human nature. But Oh, yeah. Um, but no, I will say that it has been an amazing four years oh, here at Stonebridge with you. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the children. Oh, the children. Um, I hope in the future I still get videos of your 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 children. Yes. Um, doing crazy things, um, <laughs> just being funny, um, singing "Happy Birthday" to me mm-hmm. at eight thirty in a parking lot somewhere. It was true. Um, so I really do enjoy those, and and those do make me happy, and they make the day brighter. So I want to thank you for. I'm sad you're leaving. You know I'm. I know. You know. don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I will leave it at that. I'm not going to get all touchy-feely because we know that's not my strong suit. It is but not. Mm-hmm. It, it is, though. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a softie. Well, anyway, so, anyway, thanks for having this conversation. Absolutely, anytime. As I say, I'm only a phone call away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you haven't told us. What are, what are your plans for oh. after you leave Stonebridge Walls? Mm-hmm. So, I started my career off as a gen ed teacher, and I think, at least for the near immediate future I'm going to go back to gen ed I think I've as Mr. Adams has said I've I definitely have a more of an administrator e-type role at the moment and it's been interesting but I think I'm ready to go back into the science world and, and do that so I'm teaching science over the academies and we'll see if I like it should be different it'll be great it'll be great Sure. Mm-hmm. But you better believe if we have a chemistry opening, I'll be forwarding you that position. Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Life brings Not, you all I'm, different things. Absolutely, it does, and it's good. It's good <clears throat> to to get a change of pace. Mm-hmm. I never thought I would leave the school that I started at, and 
could not be happier that I did. Yeah, I never thought I would leave O'Connell, and yeah. well, I I went to the dark side of public school, so. Listen, I'm out. <laughs> Six, Sixteen years of Catholic school here, so I get it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, public school's away, but. No, I I'm just. <laughs> kind, kindergarten through college for me. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I taught there, so I can't right. knock it too hard. <laughs> no, it's all good. Public education is definitely the way. I'm not knocking that at all. <laughs> just one, one to be clear. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. Um, and I wish you the best. Oh, thank you. All right. Take care. Wake up, brother, gonna rise with the sun. Step two. Get some good, some food in you. Step three. You grow hard about what you want to be. Step four. Everybody just do your thing Wake up, today's gonna be a good day Wake up, today's gonna be a good day Wake up, today's gonna be a good day